Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to One Up, delivered through the AI Podcast Channel. I'm your host, as usual. Well, somewhat usual, seeing as we haven't done one in ages. Um, but I'm Guy Drinkle, as you probably know by now. And joining me is, as ever, Carl. How are you doing, Carl? I'm all right, Guy. I'm I'm not dead, despite popular rumours. So that's that's uh, just about the best I can say. <laughs> mm. So, obviously, this will be a, probably a quicker catch-up chat, and then we'll... I, I'll, I'll make the promise at the start of the pod, this, this one, and then we should hopefully be somewhat back... somewhat be regular from now on, I hope, and we, again, I'll promise the Witcher review, we'll do it at some point. Now we now we get to talk about the TV show as well. <laughs> um, but yes, Carl, I mean, what have you been doing in our hiatus? It must have been... must be a good six-odd months now. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it is uh, six months because I remember the last time we were kind of previewing Pokemon a lot, so it would make sense with the with the that 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 time frame. Um, un- unfortunately, guy, you know, I, I fell into the vices of of mobile gaming. You know, I fell into a particular oh, mobile game. Oh, oh dear, indeed. Um, game of Thrones Conquest. It's like a oh, God. strategy game. It's it's. It's, it's quite bad, you know, like like most of those mobile games the are. Season eight that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is this is possibly worse than season oh, eight as, as far as Game of Thrones things go. But it's you know, as mobile games are, it's addictive and it's it's you know, it's the it, it's really the social aspect of it all that kind of hooks you in. Like I, I I met some cool people. Shout out to my ex's fam, although I doubt anyone involved with that would listen to us. But um, you know, you, you kinda get in, you, you meet some new people, you're kinda chatting online, like it, it's it's a cool kind of social aspect of it all, but the, the game itself is, is awful. I mean, you know, we, if we complain that games we play on consoles are broken and glitchy like try playing a mobile game like this one and you know it, it's just 
every week you're discovering new glitches. They they patch it and it just adds more glitches. And like the, the amount of money people go through, I think that that's what ultimately caused me to quit because I was kind of fearing the amount of, amount of money I was dropping on this. I won't give any figures, but Good God. I mean, one of the main pulls of the game is, uh, is that you get a dragon and you can grow that dragon. But I once had someone suggest to me that it costs 80 grand to get your dragon to the max level. Now, I think playing the game, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's about 20 grand for a dragon. That's just a dragon. That's not your troops. That's not building up your castle. That's not doing all the other stuff you have to do. It's a very expensive game and a very shit game. So uh, I'm glad I finally got to the point where I was just like, enough is enough. This is taking too much time, too much money. And I was like, I'm going to go play some real games. And then that's what I've done for the past month. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to, to discussing today. And and as you said, we're hoping to make this regular again. That's very much my hope as well. Yeah, we've got fuck all else to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no football. How about you, Guy? How, how has it been? You know, you, you must be kind of quite the switch for you know going from like liverpool's most successful season yeah. in years and, and you're probably non-stop pods every day people wanting to talk about how good liverpool were to covid19 meaning there's no football and therefore there's there's, there's probably a lot less in terms of matches and that anyway mm. to talk about somehow it's been almost busier but i think i think we've somehow like not used up all our ideas, hopefully, but we've we've crammed in quite a bit in the first two weeks. Um, but with the AI Pro and stuff like that, we've got we've got a decent amount of content. I mean, the free side's been a struggle. I mean, you're obviously part of the face off um, lads who, who who joined in. I just people have been asking to do a face. I have no idea what we could talk about. Um, but yeah, hope AI Pro seems to be churning along. That's. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm probably a level below the ideas guys in there. That's why that's probably why it's churning along. But uh, yeah, the the free side or my my side of the free side, it's been it's been a toughie. So you know, face off is about debate and stuff like that. So, what do you think of the virus? Do you like the virus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's dealing with the virus better, Boris Johnson or Donald Trump? <laughs> oh God, I think Donald wins that one in terms of being shit at his job. <laughs> uh, at least I was kind of caught up. Uh, dear, uh, but uh, yeah, let's let's not mention the coronavirus because I'm sure everyone mentions it. We'll try and churn it along, but we do have well, to mention it. it. We do have to mention it, it for evil yeah, and stuff I was, like I was that. But, but uh, let's not talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We will have to mention it, but we'll try not to mention it too much. Um, but um, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll talk about what games we played on non-mobile stuff, Carl. Even though, to be <laughs> fair, I say that I love. I used to love Hades. That was that was my that was my game. Um, Hades, what a game! Um, but let's let's get into the news. I mean, we've had a decent amount in. Well, it's a tough time for everyone, really, in every every sector of entertainment, every walk of life, as we mentioned, the Corona and stuff like that. But there has been quite a lot of gaming news because it was meant to be um, GDC, C, whatever yeah. the hell it is, <laughs> whatever the hell it's called. It was meant to was it last week? It was meant to be, or a couple of weeks ago? It was meant to be. Um, so we've got specs for both the PS Five and the Xbox Series X, which is a bad name. Um, uh, which will which uh, Carl will go through and then we'll discuss. Uh, and as I alluded to, E3's been cancelled as well as long as 
as as well as uh, GDCC was. Um, so yeah, let's get into the first story about the uh, the spec comparison, um, Carl, because obviously there's a lot of things that we can talk about after this, but uh, the old console wars where people on Facebook comments slag each other off, seemingly. Yeah, we're we're certainly back to that one, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that. But let's get into the story first. Uh, the title there: PS5 versus Xbox Series X: A Complicated Battle of SSD and GPU Speeds. And this comes from Tom Warren over at The Verge. Sony has finally unveiled its PlayStation 5 specs today, although this was today a few weeks ago and there are some surprisingly big differences between the ps5 and microsoft's xbox series x both consoles are still arriving at the end of the year and we're now starting to get a better idea of what both microsoft and sony have prioritized for next gen games sony has picked different cpu GPU, and even SSD speeds that will impact how next-gen games are developed for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. On the PS5 side, the console has eight AMD Base Zen 2 cores clocked at 3.5 GHz each, compared to eight AMD Base Zen 2 cores clocked at 3.8 GHz each on the Xbox Series X. With simultaneous multi-threading, SMT-enabled, on the Xbox Series X, Microsoft's CPU cores dropped 3.6 gigahertz each, so the difference here seems relatively minor on paper. It's the GPU and SSD sides where the PS5 and Xbox X Series X really differ. Sony has opted for a custom AMD or DNA 2-based GPU inside the PS5, which provides 10.28 teraflops of power with 36 compute units running at 2.23 gigahertz each. Microsoft has picked a custom AMD or DNA 2-based GPU for the Xbox Series X, but it can hit 12 teraflops of power with 52 compute units at 1.825 gigahertz each. And there's a, a table in the story there that kind of compares the some of the, the main specs there. Um, but, I mean, you, you can see there's just, just to take the, the PlayStation 5, for example, the you've got the, the memory 16 gigabytes GDDR6 compared to, let's say, the PlayStation 4 Pro, which is, is only 8 gigabytes of GDDR5. Uh, the Xbox Series X, again, 16 gigabytes compared to the, the Xbox One X, it's 12 gigabytes. So you are seeing kind of a, a jump there. The, the GPU, um, PlayStation 5, as we said, 10.28 teraflops. The PlayStation 4 Pro, 4.2 teraflops, so massive difference. The Xbox Series X, again, 12 teraflops compared to the 6 teraflops of the Xbox One X. So obviously we're seeing kind of a notable jump from the generations um and the story continues on there sony is using variable frequencies on both the cpu and gpu which we'd normally refer as to boost clocks on pcs it's slightly different though in an interview with eurogamer sony ps5 system architect mark cerny reveals the console has a set power budget that's tied to the thermal unit limits of the system that means the PS5 performance will vary depending on how much it's being pushed by games. Tony, Tony, 
my apologies, Sony, rather, is hoping that by offering <laughs> developers <laughs> the old stumbles are bad. Sony is hoping that by offering developers less compute units running at a variable and higher clock rate, the company will be able to extract better performance out of the PS5. The reality is that it will require developers to do more work to optimize games for the console until we can find out how it compares to the more powerful on paper Xbox Series X. Storage is where the Xbox Series X and PS5 differ radically. Sony has created an impressive proprietary SSD solution that provides 825 gigabytes of storage and 5.5 gigabytes of performance. The Xbox Series X includes a custom one terabyte NVMe SSD, but its raw throughput is less than half at 2.4 gigabytes. That can mean load times differ massively between the PS5 and Xbox Series X, depending on what game developers optimize for. Sony is also allowing PS5 owners to expand storage with regular NVMe, NVMe PC drives. But there's a slight caveat. We're still waiting to see PCIe 4.0 base drives that will match the bandwidth of what Sony has implemented in the PS5. And compatibility could be complex given that Sony will need to validate that drives will be fast enough and compatible with the PS5. Sony's expansion does mean that PS5 owners should be able to pick up a fast PCIe 4.0 NVMe drive and increase the storage of the console with relative ease. Microsoft is using a proprietary expansion card format for the Xbox Series X, and it has partnered with Seagate to produce one terabyte expansion cards for launch. We still don't know the price of these proprietary cards, nor how much fast PCIe 4.0 NVMe drives will cost later this year. Sony hasn't revealed any further details about the software side of the PS5 today, nor how many games will take advantage of the promised real-time ray tracing. On the Microsoft side, we've seen a demonstration of Quick Resume that lets you quickly switch between Xbox Series X games even after the console has been rebooted for a system update. We're also still waiting to see what the PS5 actually looks like. Sony continues to keep the design of the console a closely guarded secret, while Microsoft provided a first look at the Xbox Series X last year. Microsoft also revealed the exact dimensions of the Xbox X Series. Sorry, Xbox Series X earlier this yep. week. I don't think I'm ever going to get used no. to saying that name. But you can read the full story over on The Verge. So, yeah, let, let's get into to this guy. Um, so, we know now how these consoles are going to run. I mean, mm. the big focus seemed to be on the SSDs and the, the quick loading times from, from both sides. Obviously, Sony have been pushing that since the very start. Obviously, Mark Cerny gave that, that interview last year where he kind of showed off how Spider-Man, the, the kind of the... Uh, the underground scenes that, that load when you're fast travel, how quick they are on the, uh, yeah, the PS5 yeah, co yeah. compared to the PS4. Um, I mean, did I, I don't know, did, did you watch either of the, the kind of videos revealing the specs or? Uh, no. <laughs> As I said when you asked me before we started recording, it feel I think I watched the Xbox One, but it does feel like it was twenty five years ago. I'm pretty yeah, sure, it, I'm pretty it sure it was only two weeks ago, but it feels like it, that. It was a couple of weeks ago. I I didn't watch the Xbox 
War, um, the Xbox Series X. Got, got to get used to the name. Yeah. Um, but I did watch the PlayStation 5. I wish I hadn't. It was just Mark Cerny standing bes- bes- behind a podium, basically talking about the specs, you know, talking about how the SSD is going to work, talking about how it's kind of a new, how it's optimized for sound, better sound. He seemed to be bigging up the sound of the PS3 as if technically it was more impressive than the PS4 in some sense. Um, okay. he, he also <laughs> talked about... Um, a little bit about ray tracing and 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 that kind of thing that they seem to be the the main focus there um now with the ssd obviously being the focus there um it, it does sound like the ps5 has the edge in in terms of loading speed probably because they've put the focus on that um which is pretty cool considering that's that's going to be the one of the biggest poles of these new consoles is the the ssd but for me, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the with the SSDs, the fact that technically the one that that Sony is using isn't even available on the market. Now there there are going to be other ones that are are compatible, but you know we don't know yet know how much they're going to cost, mm. and that's a real worry for me. Is 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 how much we could potentially be be paying for for these SSDs moving forward? Because you know. I know some people only probably play a handful of games on their console. They probably just delete them then and move on to the next. And and maybe the the 885 gigabyte drive or 825 gigabyte rather will work for them. But for me, I I have a four gigabyte hard drive for my PS4. And even then, I think that's getting close to full. So, you know, that's that's a big concern for me is that, that, that they've gone so small. I really, I know solid You've state drives. filled four terabytes. I have, yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I have a lot of games, a lot, <laughs> a lot of games. But yeah, I, I've got a real, I had hoped that, that you know, we'd, we'd be looking at maybe a gig and a half, maybe even two terabytes. Though then on the flip side, I worried how expensive that might make the consoles. But with 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 this, I I do have fears that it could fill up, and I, I'd be concerned as to how much it will cost to to kind of get a get a, a replacement. I mean, what what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it it does sound um, worrying. Well, I've not asked about the PS Five. I've played like three games of the PS Four, <laughs> so it'll never be an issue for me. But in terms of uh, for both of them, really. Um, the accessories and stuff like that seem to be always the um, not most expensive bits because we don't know what the pricing will be, but we imagined what between four fifty and six hundred. You'd imagine uh, yeah, ballpark, yeah, around there. Um, and then accessories on top of that, it, it can start touching a grand, really, can't it? Uh, I'm not sure what it <clears throat> what it's like for the PlayStation, but obviously, I think all the Xbox accessories work from one to X. So Series X, Christ, the name's awful. Um, just get used to it once once the Xbox One's fucking dead. Uh, but once the Series X, um, all of it's compatible and stuff like that. Um, so that's good. So there won't be that much cost in that uh, in that regard for me. Um, getting a Series X, uh, yeah, Series X. Christ, I have to think about it now. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if that's the same for Sony. I know the details haven't been as open as xbox have um 
But the Xbox's uh, exclusivity with Seagate, I think I was listening to IGN's uh, podcast Unlocked a couple weeks ago. I was listening to one today, which Phil Spencer was on. That would have been useful to finish. (laughs) Um, But a couple of weeks ago, I think they they pointed out that Seagate hard drives uh, are about, I think they said in dollars, about between $150 and $200. Whether that's about one to one hundred pound or euro, well, I, I don't even know. Don't even know what the fuck money is nowadays. Um, <laughs> but uh, between, say if it's between one and two hundred for for a for a big ass hard drive on the Xbox, that's probably expected. But I mean, the terabyte, it's just the fact that games are getting bigger, isn't it? That's probably the main problem because I mean, the terabyte, even a few years ago, it was unhold unheard of. But I think. My mate asked me to download Halo 5 the other day, for example, and I'm pretty sure that's about 120 gigabytes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it can, add, it can add quite quickly, and I'm not as bad as you with four terabytes, for fuck's sake, but uh, I think I've got... Uh, um, I, I think the Xbox S, I've got one terabyte, and then I've got another one on top of that, and that's, like, 80% full as well. Um so it do, it does add up quickly, especially in the day and age of games. But uh, yeah, hopefully hard drive um, costs come down. Um, but it, it's, it's the thing is with Sony, they've not got an exclusivity thing, so people can possibly outdo each other on price. Whereas Xbox, if if it's just Seagate, they could just stay at a price forever, can't they? Which is a tad worrying, I suppose. Yeah, that's. I mean, the 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 proprietary expansion cards and uh, now i believe you'll obviously still be able to swap out the hard drive as well obviously which which won't be proprietary but proprietary is always a dirty word for me when it comes to, to console memory because it makes me think of the vita and how expensive the memory was for that mm. and i mean the, the biggest cards they ever got for the vita was 64 gigabytes they never really i don't think they came out in the west i think it was just japan some people might correct me on that, but I've never seen them anywhere other than Japan. And to this day, they're still really expensive because they were only developed by Sony. Whereas if they weren't proprietary and you, you'd had other companies making them, no doubt, you know, by now there'd be 256 gigabyte cards and they'd probably cost like 40 euro or something like with the Switch. Like the when the Switch first came out, the memory cards for that were quite expensive. But now you can get a quite a big card like for pretty reasonable and that's the difference when you're allowing competition when it's not proprietary so that that certainly is a a concern and i think the memory while also one of the real exciting strengths of these consoles these load speeds you know not that i mean we're we're long gone are the days of playing morrowind on the original xbox and it taking 10 minutes reloading screen (laughs) you know we're, we're past that but you know, it's still nice, the idea of, of almost non-existing loading screens. Mm. That is exciting. But, you know, if that comes at a hefty price, I mean, the the price of entrance for these consoles could be a lot, you know, with, with if you want to get decent memory and, and games and the like, as as you were saying. And, you know, it it is concerning and it is something I suppose we just have to wait to hear more on kind of to get an idea on, on that pricing. Um. Now, one another thing that that seemed to be a big talking point after these consoles was was backwards compatibility because Mark Cerny during the the presentation seemed to mention that the majority of the most played 100 games on the PS4 would be backwards compatible, but that's all he really said. And 
and people were like, oh, you know, the, the rumors and, and earlier suggestions seem to say that, you know, virtually the entire library would be backwards compatible. And Sony made an amendment then to an existing blog post to, to kind of clarify that and say that they do do expect a lot of the, the 4,000 or so strong PS4 library to be backwards compatible. And they're currently in the process of testing titles and, and making sure that's the case. And that some titles will even run better on PS5 than they would have on, on PS4. Now, whereas, you know, Microsoft, nothing was really said of it. You know, it was just kind of, yeah, it's backwards compatible. And, you know, they alluded to the testing of that kind of thing. But there, there wasn't any kind of criticism or anything and you know a lot of people have suggested and I'd agree that it's 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 probably because Microsoft has that track record for backwards mm. compatibility you know although the PS4 sorry the PS3 rather had some form of backwards compatibility you know that was because it basically had a PS2 in built into one of the models you know whereas the Xbox 360 slowly introduced backwards compatibility with original xbox games ps4 had no backwards compatibility but that's where xbox one was really strong once they got that going you know with the 360 mm. and the original xbox games and i think because of that you know xbox are trusted to have that mm. backwards compatibility i think, whereas, I think phil Spencer, fucking acting like his mum is <laughs> phil spencer i think he's yeah. mentioned about how one of the mistakes um of the original xbox one launch saying oh with, with all the shit about oh it's going to be all digital and stuff like that but you can't take your library with you he was mentioning that on the podcast i mentioned earlier and i think he said this one you should be able to take your uh, digital library with you so i think that without obviously backwards compatibility is probably it's a newer thing for playstation so they need to bring it up whereas i think you're right with xbox the um it, it's it's just a normal service isn't it so bringing bringing stuff along i think that it's just what be expected, and you'd imagine since Phil's been in, he's probably been future proofing because the Xbox One, uh, Xbox One was a pretty much a lost cause by the time he got in. So I think he's been future proofing the next generation for a while, hasn't he? And backwards compatibility is a big part of that. Certainly, obviously, you know, once once uh, Microsoft got that going for Xbox One, uh, I, I think they always had it in mind for the the follow up console whereas i think sony we definitely know sony have been working on it for a while there was patents to it last year and you know but i think around that time there was also rumors that you know this ps5 was going to have unheard of backwards compatibility you know playing ps3 games and ps2 games and the like and that doesn't seem to be the case now unless maybe those titles are available digitally in in some way um similar to maybe ps1 classics for example mm. but you know, whatever about that, that always seemed a bit of a pipe dream, um, although one I would have liked to see. Uh, you know, you would at least hope for PS4 games. And I do expect there to be a very strong backwards compatibility on the, the PS5. I just think it was badly communicated here by Sony. You know, first with, with Mark Cerny simply mentioning that it would have the majority of the top 100 played, you know, that mm. the way that reads to people is, oh, you might have like 80 games backwards compatible, which is not at all what they're aiming for. They want a hell of a lot more than that. And I'm sure they will have a hell of a lot more than that. But then to, to try and correct that mistake by simply updating an existing blog post, not 
not kind of rolling out even a new blog post seems seems kind of like a weak reaction. Now I know mm. most websites pick that up, gaming websites, and, and kind of reported it and kind of expanded on it, and and that's how it's getting to people. But I, I just think Sony themselves handled the message poorly, um, and th- that kind of brings me on to, to to my next point. Really, is that I think the whole thing on on both ends, you know, at least. Xbox saving graces, they at least showed the console off previously. But with Sony, we haven't even seen the console. We haven't seen any games. You know, it's 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 very poor showing. You know, these are kind of the things, as I was listening to a podcast a few days ago where someone said on it, this is the kind of thing that you have after you've rolled out kind of your E3 style presentation mm. and shown some of the new games on the new consoles, you know, that where people can, can jump into this if they want to, the people who are really into their techs and tech and their specs are going to do so, but you've already delivered the games. So I personally think this was a strange way to go about things because I, I don't think at the end of the day, ray tracing and ssds and teraflops are what are going to sell these consoles it's it's the games that can be played on them yeah yeah it's gonna it's gonna be uh it's gonna be it's gonna be strange i mean what what, what do you make about um xbox saying i think it was 18 months they said they weren't gonna have an xbox one <laughs> series x exclusive um and i think playstation have obviously they've got a catalog that can come forward i imagine it's going to be god of war 2 and all that jazz that'll be playstation 5 exclusives i mean do you think um do you think that's the right strategy because i think uh phil again mentioning on, on unlocked i was listening to earlier he was saying like this time around xbox one x series x people will be able to talk to um xbox one users in party chat and stuff like that do you think it's just one of probably one of only xbox's selling points it's more of a community rather than just going up in generations where obviously ps3 4 5 it's they're all quite separate aren't they whereas the xbox is obviously we've mentioned backwards compatibility there do you think that's probably one of the different strategies there is where Xbox as a whole is a community. It's Xbox, whereas PlayStation, it's PS three, four, five, as I mentioned. Yeah, I mean, this generation is is going to be strange uh, at the beginning because it's going to be different to any generation we've had previously. We're, we're usually we're kind of used to leaving our previous consoles and games behind and you know kind of when you buy kind of the the last hurrahs for the previous console that you know they that's kind of it whereas you know last time out you know you had games like the last of us is a prime example that came out it was kind of the last hurrah for the ps3 and then a few months later we got kind of a uprezzed version for the ps5 kind of almost like a definitive version and, and a lot of games got that treatment now both companies have said that's not gonna happen this time and the suggestion seems to be while well, there has been no official confirmation on either side is that for example games like the last of us 2 and ghost of Tsushima will come out as ps4 games and then ps5 will will kind of 
get more out of them, so to speak, you know, which is something I suppose Mark Cerny did did touch on that that PS4 games will will be somewhat enhanced by the performance of the PS5, and I, I think those two titles and and others coming out at similar times will, will probably get that treatment. Similarly, with with some more recent Xbox games, but with the games moving forward, you know, it it, it seems like Microsoft are going to just keep that going you know for for example it sounds like you know when you buy a copy of halo infinite you know it, it's i don't know how the the box will look but i assume in some sense you know like um there are some 360 games that were compatible with the xbox one and you know you could get retail versions where it would say 360 and xbox one on the box now it was an xbox 360 disc inside but it would play on both consoles I, i'd imagine there's going to be something similar from from xbox it'll, it'll be xbox one and, and series x and it, it'll work on both consoles and, and that seems to be how they're going to as you said 18 months seem to be the indication how they're going to go forward now what what sony are going to do I don't know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. As in, you know, they, they are they going to be releasing every game as a PS4 title and a PS5 title for a while? Are they going to just have the one sort of disc that works on both systems? You know, it, it'll be interesting to see how they work at moving forward. But regardless, it's clearly going to be kind of a, a different sense of things than, than what we've been used to, um, which kind of makes this this upcoming generation, at least from a industry point of view, fascinating really as to, to, to kind of how, how things are going to go. Yeah, and this kind of leads on to our next story. I mean, we're a bit sheer for time, so we won't do the the full readout of the story. But I mean, it's quite self-explanatory. I mean, E3 has been well, it's been cancelled. It's not even been postponed. I mean, 
what 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 do you what do you think about obviously safety first for everyone there, but um, let's like expand on the console point. I mean, E three being cancelled that that was obviously the big stage for. Well, mainly for Xbox, Ubisoft, I think Warner Brothers said they were going to be there this year, which is, which is certainly interesting. Um, uh, EA did their thing as well, but do you think this might be the end of E3? Because obviously it was kind of... It was kind of turning a bit shit year by year, especially with Sony pulling out. Um, do you think E3 can recover from that? And then we'll talk about what we could ex- could have expected from there. Yeah, so, I mean, clearly, you know, the, the, the COVID-19 crisis so is, is having its effect on the industry and, and E3 is one such victim of that, you know, uh, and it's it's not surprising that it was cancelled given the, the amount of people that go through the doors at, at E3. Um, but it's not that disappointing either, to be honest. I mean, the E3 is not what it used to be. You know, we, we talked a lot about it last year, how it's, it's kind of become almost, you know, a public show these days, kind of a, it's, it's, it's almost like any kind of convention really when it comes these days, because it, it's, it's kind of lost the, the edge it had as, as regards to, to being the industry showcase that, that it once was obviously with Sony pulling out first and kind of EA going out and doing their own thing. It's, it's, it's a shadow of what it once was really. Um, now obviously Sony had already pulled out this year. So we, we already knew we were down Sony and EA would have once again been doing their own thing. Um, but as, as you alluded to, Jason Schreier did tweet kind of out shortly after this, that, Warner Brothers were planning to do their own show, which presumably would have seen finally seen Rocksteady's game that that we've been waiting <laughs> for for years, and possibly this Harry Potter RPG that's been rumored for a while and was pretty much leaked last year. So it is that's the one thing I'm really disappointed about that that we won't get to see that, but hopefully they do something digitally and that seems to be the the move here like Ubisoft and Microsoft have already confirmed that they'll do some sort of digital showcase. You know, Nintendo said they'll have to change their plans, but obviously they only do a digital showcase every year anyway. Now, obviously, they're there on the floor. They usually, you know, in recent years, they've always focused one game, you know, Breath of Fire, Odyssey, Smash Brothers, that kind of thing. So they're going to have to change in that sense, but they can still do their E3 Direct, and I'm sure they, they will. And... I'm sure the likes of Bethesda and Square Enix can can do similar because Square Enix basically just show a, a digitally a, a recorded show anyway. They they don't do any it live on on stage. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to have massive effects. I I know that that E3 themselves are hoping, like the, the ESA is hoping that that uh, the, these companies will kind of still uh, apply an E3 2020 branding to to the digital shows so that you know e3 2020 can live in some sense and they've promised that e3 will be back in 2021 but a lot of industry analysts doubt that because they they just think that the the writing's been on the wall for a while and that that e3 is on its last legs and that it it wasn't going to last much longer and, and this could be the final nail in the coffin i mean what do you reckon on that yeah i think with the emergence of the um the Game Awards in December as well. Um, it, it, I think 
that doesn't help. Sony seemed to be more involved with that. I think we had, uh, I think it was the year previous rather than uh, 2019, I think it was 2018 rather than 2019 when we had all three heads of uh, each uh, big console on stage uh, and stuff like that. So Sony seemingly want to be involved with that. Uh, Xbox obviously had their, they showed uh, the Xbox one, uh, the Xbox Series X for fuck's sake, <laughs> Xbox Series X um, on on that stage, which you'd probably think would be more of an E3 moment, which is obviously what PlayStation going for there showing it whatever the hell, let's just call it a Sony Direct for now, or Sony's E3 replacement. Um, uh, they, they're obviously showing it for that. So the, the fact that bigger news is breaking on there doesn't, doesn't help in that situation. And most people, we obviously don't know when this virus will allow us to go back to normality, but you'd imagine by December we could have some sort of award show with some people in the building at the very least, whether whether it's a full packed out stadium or whatever, not stadium, but uh, venue, um, like it usually is. Maybe not, but even most likely will be going off projections of we should hopefully be okay by the autumn at latest or something like that. But obviously time will tell with that. So yeah, a whole year without gaming news. This was a console release or should be hopefully be a console release so we have to talk about that yet as well hopefully that um and that 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 could be a big nail in the coffin um whereas next year it'll just be well it's boring it'd probably be a good thing but it'd just be games but a console launch year and you don't get to do it you can't do e3 where you're gonna have halo um Probably wouldn't have had Last of Us on that week. I know it's not E3 directly involved, but you'd have to hate Halo. <clears throat> Falls is always fun. Fable's been rumoured for 10 million years. There'd be so <laughs> many games. Ubisoft finally getting the rumoured Assassin's Creed Vikings and stuff like that. Warner Brothers, as you, as you mentioned, would have been massive. I mean, whatever the hell Rocksteady is, that must be one of the most hyped games ever. Harry Potter doing a full game of Harry Potter. It's probably the first time since... I don't know, the PS2 movie games, there'd be that much hype for a game by under Harry Potter. Um, and then Warner Brothers themselves making uh, the Court of Owls game, or whatever it's called, the Batman game. Um, so I, I agree I agree with you, Warner Brothers would be the most interesting one, because the other stuff we could probably have guessed. Um, but yeah, it's probably a shame, but ho- as you say, hopefully Warner Brothers do their own WB Direct or something like that in the summer. Um, because that that's definitely the most interesting thing there. Over, to be fair, Ubisoft's a bit of an unknown entity at the minute as well. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a shame. But if they're replacing it with directs, I don't think it's a loss really. It's probably more it'd just be more accessible for us. Whereas they might just drop it at a random time or something like that. But we can just watch it at our leisure. There's no, I will say, noncery <laughs> in between introducing head of fucking art and sound or some bullshit and talks 10 minutes about a car. Um, or oh, what was that PlayStation one one? They had intermission because they were walking between fucking stages. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it, it, I think it'll cut out the, uh, the pageantry and all that stuff. And that's probably what we want. And it'll probably be helpful for game journalists as well. Cause they just want the information as well. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I do wonder like the, the kind of what level the, the 
console manufacturers kind of showings will be at for E3 anyway. I mean, a lot of people think, oh, it's, that's that was where they were going to drop. The, obviously, Sony aren't going to be there, but people expected they'd do some sort of direct type thing. Um, I, state of Play, isn't it? There, there what that's their one the is one. called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some sort of State of Play where they cover PS5 games. I personally didn't expect that. I'm sure they would cover something, but I have long said since Sony pulled out E3 last year, and then subsequently cancelled PSX. I thought they'd bring PSX back yeah. this year. Maybe have it earlier because usually it's around December. Maybe have it like September and just do a big blowout on on PS5 reveals. Similarly, Xbox their kind of annual event. The name escapes me now. It's not quite as big as PSX. But I thought they'd kind of double down on that. Mm, they're trying do to it build it, I think. Yeah, they, yeah they, they tend to do it around August, I believe, anyway. And kind of have their big blowout on the Xbox Series X then. Um, I still have that expectation. But now there's the possibility, which I would say is a strong possibility, that these consoles are going to be delayed due to manufacturing problems caused by the, the, the COVID-19 pandemic. So I could see them being delayed until spring, which means they could then mm. kind of around October, November, have these big events and have their blowout on the consoles. I mean, do you, what's your gut feeling? Or do you think we're going to get kind of a lot of PS5 Series X info around E3 yeah. or what would have been E3? Or do you think it's, it's going to be events later on in the year? I, I think, I think, I think Xbox will, because they've kind of already confirmed it. I think they'll give out a big information. Well, they, they love a sizzle reel, don't they? I think we'll get the usual Xbox sizzle reel in the summer one way or another. I think it depends when people can go back to work, because you can't really make a console from home. <laughs> um, but the straight, maybe Japan have the advantage, I presume, Sony do all their manufacturing in Japan? I don't know. I they don't know. Don't know. Um, oh, both really? of the consoles and, and indeed a lot of Nintendo stuff is obviously done um, in China by right. um, by um, the, why am I forgetting the name? They're like the biggest electric Fox Ah, it's killing me. But <laughs> uh, you, you know, you, you, I'm sure you're aware they basically, mm-hmm. if, if you have an electronic in your, your house Chances are it's manufactured in um, Foxconn. Well, yeah, for a minute, I was going to say Foxhound, Metal Gear Solid <laughs> reference, but um, yeah, no Foxconn, and obviously that would they would their um, kind of operations were shut down for for quite a while. So I'd say that has been impacted. Now it, there's been mixed rumors. Some one day you're hearing that they are going to be delayed. Another day you're hearing that no boat companies are still planning to release the consoles. But I think if they do release the consoles, you're probably going to have some situation where they're, they're released in a very minimal amount. And we mm. already had with the PS4 launch where they decided to pull the Japanese launch and focus on North America and then launch in Japan at a later date. So we've already had something like that in the past. It, it could be far worse than that. You know, we might not even get them in Europe um, for, for quite a while. It could just be North America because it seems to be where they focus. And, and even then, I'm sure there'll be fights at the, the storefronts to, to get a 
a machine if if mm. that's how they want to do it. So I, I think it'll make a lot of sense for them to delay it. I think a lot of games are going to be delayed anyway. A lot of yeah. you know companies can't work or are working from home, and it's not as straightforward. And we know we've covered at length in, in news stories in the past how much time and effort goes into developing a game. So I think inevitably there is going to be some delays there anyway. I mean, I think Jason Schreier tweeted during this that you know games releasing in april should be fine but anything beyond that he wouldn't be surprised to see delays and you know we know he's probably the the one person that's all in the know mm-hmm. so i wouldn't be surprised he already knows about some delays that that simply haven't been mentioned yet so um it would not surprise me in the slightest if we see delays for the consoles and for a lot of big titles i'm hoping that the last of us 2 avoids such a delay but it wouldn't surprise me. Fuck that. If Cyberpunk gets delayed again, I might cry. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> well, let's get into it. What games have we been playing? Because I've I've opened up my library and gone back to work, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Desperate uh, time. That's a game that stressed me out for like a year. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I've been playing a lot, actually. I mean, I as I said, alluded to earlier, once I escaped the device of mobile gaming, I, I got back into regular games. The first thing I jumped into, which was something I'd been waiting to play, I'd picked it up in the run-up to Christmas, but hadn't actually opened it, which was The Outer Worlds. I played through that over the space of about a week and finished it. thought it was a, a very good game. Maybe not mm. quite as good as I was hoping, but that that's not to knock it. It's it is though. a very solid title. Yeah, you, you played through it as mm-hmm. well. I mean, it's it's... I liked the fact it's not too long. You know, you can you can probably finish it in about forty hours, which yeah. that's a lot of time. But at the same time, it's it's not an a hundred hour game like a, a lot of those kind of open world RPGs are. I wouldn't even say it's it's kind of self contained maps rather than one one open world. But mm-hmm. it, you know, it's it's well done. It's it's well written. There's a lot of quirky characters, a lot of cool guns to play around with. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed my my time with it and got got it finished and um, kind of I did every quest that I could. So I mean, I, I definitely got my money's worth out of it. An, an enjoyable experience and a, and a nice kind of jump back into to games. Um, since finishing that, then I I kind of went back to a few games I'd been playing before I went on a hiatus. Uh, jump back into Pokemon, cut me some more Pokemon, train my Pokemon up a few levels. Still really enjoy it. It's one of the be- better Pokemon games that I've tried to play in recent years. Um, also back into Detroit Become Human, trying to get that finished. I'm, I'm right close to the end. Still really enjoying that. I think it's the, the best Quantum Dream game since Heavy Rain. I know there's only been one between them, but it's a hell of a sight better than, <laughs> than Beyond Two Souls. Um, also, uh, I Am Setsuna, still trying to get that finished. And um, the the game I've I've been playing the most lately, and and the game that's possibly been keeping me sane during this this uh, lockdown, or well, we're not calling it a lockdown here in Ireland, but it practically is one, which is Animal Crossing. You know, I I, I felt the peer pressure from the internet. Everyone was playing Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Everyone's calling it the, the game of the pandemic and that kind of thing. And um, the, the person who's been helping me keep sane during all this uh, was playing it as well. And, and she convinced me that it would be a no-brainer to, to pick it up. So I got it. I actually even got it digitally, which, you know, from 
talking to me about games on here that I, I'm definitely a proponent of physical games. So to, to not be able to get it physically, it was, it was tough, but you know, it was out of stock on Amazon. Everywhere else is closed. You know, it's, it was a means to an end. Had to get it to keep, keep myself sane. And uh, it's so addictive. I mean, I, I literally am in work, working from home at the moment. My switch sits on the desk and so many times I go to pick it up and I have to remind myself I'm in work. I have to do work because I just want to pick it up. And it, it is a game that you can kind of pick up, play for a few minutes, put back down. There's always a new thing every day. You kinda, you're, you're working towards goals. You achieve those goals. Then the next day you see the dividends of that, you know, a new building appears on your island or someone moves in and that gives you more things to do. And, you know, you're always striving to prove your own house and buy furniture and, you know, like how it works is like you, you take out a loan to build your house. And then when you pay off that loan, the guy offers to build you an even bigger house for an even bigger loan. I mean, it's kind of a bit of a capitalist system going on there. You know, people are people defend Tom Nuke and say it's it's not capitalist because there's there's no interest. But we don't know what the real cost of constructing this house is. <laughs> it may very well be capitalist, but nonetheless, he still gets me to always take out that bigger loan. It's why, but, it's, I mean, why it, it's why Stardew is just full on communism. That's why it's better. Yeah. <laughs> But it's 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 great. Like it's great how it's always giving you new things to do. You know, when the month turns over, some some new plants and stuff can grow, and new fish will appear, and bugs and that, and others will disappear, which puts pressure on you towards the end of the month to try and catch everything that that you can before they they disappear for the next few months. But it's a it's a great game, and I'm 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 almost disappointed in in hindsight that i i never tried an animal crossing before because they're a great game really relaxing and it's nice to play a game that's that's not challenging that it's it's just kind of so easy going and um sociable you know you can kind of play it with your friends go visit their island have them over like it's great i'd really i'd really recommend it guy if you're looking for something to play you know something different pick up animal crossing and and come visit my island <laughs> and that's where we'll finish up because i have to go do another podcast this has been a quick one for us because we normally go about two hours but as i said there will be a witch review at one of these years and that will probably go a hundred hours just like well that's not even the game is it let's be honest <laughs> 170 hours yeah. we'll try and go real time yeah. through, through my yeah. playthrough <laughs> just go quest by quest foot by foot <laughs> monster by monster but we'll finish up there so thank you carl and thank you everyone for listening goodbye
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.